Hello everyone, this is Two Beards in a Pod. I'm Chase, and I'm here with Seth, and welcome to the show. Here, two friends get together and talk about what it's like to be out in the world and our take on how to live in it, discussing anything from the best beer, grooming tips, or the best way to stay trendy. But mostly, it's just two friends just having a good time, so sit back and enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome to Two Beards in a Pod on this lovely October 18th. Man, it's getting cold outside. Chase, how you doing? I'm good. As always, I'm Seth. And I'm Chase. And welcome to the show. Now, Chase, how was your weekend? Was it busy? Was it slow? What's been going on? Um, it was pretty it was pretty chill. Um the Heart of Texas Rodeo and Fair was still in town. We talked about that last week. Um, and the pumpkin patches are starting to pick up. So we're going to be getting a pumpkin soon. Um, oh, yeah. Because there's a really cool photo shoot that me and Mel want to do. Um, so we're pretty we're pretty excited about that. Oh, hashtag couple goals, I guess. <laughs> hashtag couple goals. Yeah. <laughs> so it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. We're we're excited about it. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty neat. So that's I cool. Uh, I won't spoil it for anybody, uh, but there will be pictures online. So I look forward to seeing those. Gi- giant pumpkins are like regular sized pumpkins or somewhat small pumpkins. <laughs> Yeah, various sizes I, of pumpkins. <laughs> I I never understood like how they do that. How they like make these humongous? I mean, pumpkins so big that it takes it almost takes like two people to lift. Yeah, like the kinds where you think like I can't get that in the trunk. I have to I have to take a truck. Yeah, you know? thank thank God I own a truck. Yes, exactly. Like I I think it's just the breed of pumpkin, you know, like different varieties like. We were at, um, over the weekend, I took my niece to Weber's farm. They have a pumpkin festival. Okay. Where there's minimal sales of pumpkins, but there's a lot of vendors and a live band. So, you know, it's it's fun doing it just to go through all the tents and seeing, like, all the people there and all the types of vendors. And then I was really hoping they would have a pony ride. Yeah. Because there's nothing better than riding a pony as an adult. Well, I had my little niece there. You know, I thought it'd be kind of cute to, like, put her on a pony. And, you know, yeah, just uncle goals, I guess, you know. Hashtag uncle goals. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Steal first moment, you know. (laughs) No, I I hear you. I hear you. I mean, that's why me and my niece, we we made – um like friendship bracelets or whatever. And I'd, I'd like wear it every day. I don't, the only time I take it off is like when I'm like lifting heavy. And even then I like clip it to like, I'll like put it around like the, the bench bar or something like that. Like, and then it goes right back on my wrist. That's it. So yeah, I mean, yeah, everybody's got something that they do with their nieces or nephews or whatever. That's, that's fun. So that's, that's cool, man. Yeah. It, it was a good time overall. Guys, I love fair food, like you know. So yeah, 
I want to, I want to actually grow a pumpkin so big that when people come to the pumpkin patch, it takes like an engine puller to like lift it. And like you have to there. get like a tractor with a front loader. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only way you're going to get in your truck is with an engine hoist. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, that would be, that would be fantastic. That sounds awesome. Yeah. So Chase, I was thinking about bringing back a segment that we haven't done in a while. Okay. Of this day in history. This day in history. Yes, sir. Um, you know, I will, uh, I want you to go first because if you are reintroducing this segment, then that means you got something up your sleeve. Well, you know, matter of fact, I do, you know, I might not be wearing sleeves, but uh, I can check my cuffs. Uh, well, this day in history, Moby Dick was published. Uh, Moby Dick. You know, I never, I never did read the the classic. I think it was just because, like, there were so many either movie. I'm pretty sure that they did a movie. Um, oh yeah. Either their movies or like references. Um, yeah, honestly, if you see the clip, if you, if you read the cliff notes, you pretty much get the gist. Right. You know, it's like, and just for you guys out there that weren't born before the use of the widespread internet cliff notes was the easy way to cheat on your tests. So you didn't have to read a book. <laughs> oh, the cliff notes. I do remember those. Just yeah. old enough, I feel like to to remember those those days. Yeah, where it was just like you couldn't use the internet, but you could get a. They were like twenty pages. Yeah. You know, of, and they just filled you in with the whole information of the basically a summary of a book. Because it was most like, I, I, if I if I remember correctly, it was pretty much like a summary of each chapter. Right. Yeah, it was, it was just like that. It was like they turned every chapter into a paragraph, basically. Yeah, it's an amazing, um, amazing uh, invention. That <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, that was like, and that was like done all the way back in 1851, and it was you know it was originally called the whale. The whale. Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense because it's really about the whale then it more more is about the guy that's hunting the whale yeah well it was like what i found was interesting it was like it was written by an american author herman millville but originally like first published i believe by a, an english you know publishing house and it was like 127 pages underneath the title the whale but then when it came to america a month later it was 300 pages and called Moby Dick. Hmm. Something fishy is going on. <laughs> yeah. Either that or pretty whaley. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. I, you know, I think too, it's I, just like all the like classics. I feel like it's a good book just because of the deeper meaning the fact that like sometimes you're you 
you're like searching and, and wanting something. And then once you get it, you're, you realize that like, it's not worth everything that you put yourself or your fan friends and family through to, to get. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's about a guy's literal obsession with a white whale. Right. You know, like there's more than one fish in the sea. There's more than one whale. You know, it, just with like to bring things up to modern speed here, do you think maybe like secretly it was about like addiction? You could you could take that, I think. Like I'll be honest, coming from the person that only read the cliff notes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I think you, you can like kind of uh take a it's like there's many interpretations of like a lot of books you know some people are like it's like you got to read the subtext you know i'm like dude i'm reading the regular text right (laughs) you know right it's like i'm just you know sometimes there's like in your face meanings and there's subtext where it's like what they really probably meant yeah like it might be like an allegory for something else right yeah, I think, um, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff that does that. I mean, there's even movies that like I watched, and it seemed like it was pretty straightforward movie. And then you go to like, what was the, what what was the meaning behind this? And then you dive into that, and then it, you realize quickly like that the whole movie was just a bunch of Easter eggs for like something else. Oh yeah, and you're like, holy cow! Like, what? That doesn't even. It's like yeah. it, it, it's like you weren't even thinking about it until you yeah. thought about it, right? Until you thought about it. So, all right. Well, this day in history, October 18th, uh, it was the sixth game in the World Series, uh, against the Dodgers and New York Yankees, and Mister October hit three. Home runs in three swings. Hmm. You know, I'm just saying, you have to be pretty impressive to get a whole month named after you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, I think here's the thing about baseball. Like, when it, because he ended up with a, a really high, like, battering average and, you know, like, retired and, you know, they were comparing him to like Babe Ruth and stuff like that. Um, because Babe Ruth had had in one game had three home runs in one game, but this guy, you know, he had three home runs in three swings and nobody's done that. Like since. Oh uh, yeah. It'd be hard. It's like the tactics in the way they play now for someone to do that. They'd have to be incredibly, incredibly impressive. That's like with, with pitching you know like being able to pitch a perfect game yes like when's the last time you heard someone do that yeah it doesn't that doesn't really happen a lot yeah. anymore um i'm it's really about uh speed some yeah like a lot of these games like when it comes to pitching just because like throwing a pitcher perfect game is so like hard that's like yeah like i can't even think of anyone that's done it can you like just off the top of your head off the top of my head no 
But it's like, also, I feel like someone somewhere has had to have done it. Yeah, I mean, de- I, see, definitely... I see the blue light of on the face. You're looking it up, aren't you, right now? No. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure, sure, Mahalik. Sure. That's just, it's not a computer, you know, I guess. <laughs> Cheating a bit, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, but no, but you know, as far as like pitcher pitching goes, though, do you remember Nolan Ryan? Not really. I feel like I should. See, that's I feel like that came comes with age because Nolan Ryan, like, um, Nolan Ryan, he was like the first one to throw like a hundred mile an hour fastball, hundred one, I believe, to be more. Okay, that's kind of crazy being like the first person to do that because not saying it's a super common thing, but most closers nowadays can throw a hundred mile hour fastball. Like I remember one of the first first baseball games I went to, Haroldis Chapman. I'll never forget this. He was the closer for the Reds at the time, you know, and he could throw over a hundred miles. And those fastballs, man, it's like he couldn't do it all game, but it's like if you just wanted a, a clincher, you know, just to close out a game and a sure thing, Chapman, man, it's like him, like seventh, eighth, and ninth innings. That's yeah. that's what you wanted. Like, that's ridiculous if you think about it. Um, throwing throwing a, a, a ball it controlled too like not just like you know there there's some people i'm sure out there that could throw a ball you oh. know 100 100 miles an hour um but how much control do they have behind it that's that's the key you know that what is I mean? the key like to be able to throw that fast but do it right right exactly so what, like it's weird to think people kind of i guess forget nowadays like how how fast 100 miles an hour is you know like think about how much how long it would take your car to go like from zero to a hundred. Right. I mean that literally like you blink, you miss it kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So Yeah. Well guys, looks like it's about time for a break. And uh we'll be right back. And we're back. Right before the break, we were talking about baseball and how people like Haroldis Chapman and various other people uh, throwing about 100-mile-an-hour fastballs. We just think that's crazy today, you know? Yeah, like Beginning of baseball. Like, could you imagine someone doing that? Like, think about it. Like, (laughs) you're just like one of those Bush League pitchers out in the middle of a cornfield, you know, right? Where, like, the game truly started, you know? Right. Could you could you think of like if someone threw a hundred mile an hour fastball back then? They wouldn't even. Here's the thing. I it it makes you really think though. Like maybe someone did because there was no way to really track. Oh, radar guns. Yeah. 
There were, yeah. yeah, radar guns didn't. There weren't a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's like, like I guess we kind of take it for granted because like now we get like almost like the play by play, like from the pitcher's per- perspective, and even when, right. when you're watching on TV, you know, it's like they show you the box, right? And they they even like do all the lines. Like it, it was like if Madden was like doing all the lines or something, you know, it's like the ball's here and it's going right there. Look how it curves. And it's just, it's crazy to think about. Like, and it's almost for like every pitch they can do that now. Right. Yeah. I mean, and the, and, and the replays and the, the challenges and stuff. I mean, baseball just has evolved into like a whole other. Whole, whole other animal. Yeah. Whole other animal for sure. Yeah. Oh, it's like, and plus I was it I heard like the stadiums like kind of changed. Like they, they got either got like bigger or something. Cause I, if I remember them right, like not all the stadiums at the beginning of major league baseball were like perfect diamonds, you know, they right. weren't all perfect squares. Cause a lot of them were doing double per double duty. You know, some of them were also football stadiums. I remember right before we got great American ballpark, I forget who, who what stadium it was. Well, like it, cause you know, they gave each stadium a name before they imploded it. But, uh, it was also like the Brown stadium. Yeah. I mean the, the Bengal stadium. So, you know, they did baseball and football there. So it's kind of interesting to think, you know, how, how, how a lot of these games would be played. Like still, you got the foul lines, but, Right, all the way out in the outfield. Interesting thing yeah. to think. Yeah, I remember um, one one time I was in a um, at a baseball game, and it was a super slow game, and uh, it was super hot outside. And I actually fell asleep in the stands. Uh, and I remember waking up. And you just, you know, like when sometimes like when you wake up and you just have this feeling like something's not quite right. Yes. And you're like, I don't know what's going on here. Something's not quite right. Uh, What, you know, what's going on? And I'm looking around and people are like looking at me and I'm like, oh, okay. They're, you know, looking at me because I like fell asleep or whatever. Maybe, you know, not a big deal. And, uh, but they're looking at me, looking at me. So I get up from my seat and I like move back. Like, I don't know. I just had this feeling like I'm, I get out of my seat and I move back like a rose. And then I did it again just to like for good measure. And about 10 seconds later, that ball, a ball hits my chair where I was sitting. Oh, now, Mahalka, you're trying to tell me you're psychic. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't There's say some I'm premonitions psychic. there. <laughs> I definitely have like the ability to be permanent. Um, All right, tell me you got like ESPN. Yeah, ESPN. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how it triggers in my mind. That's how like it. That's how it triggers in my mind. Um, but no, yeah, like it. Yeah, just smacked the chair right where I was sitting, and I was like, "Wow, that's crazy." I guess it was just a foul ball that like came over that way or whatever. Um, but could you imagine like 
being there asleep and getting <laughs> hit with a ball. That would be so terrible. That would be bad. Uh, it's like, it's like, what do you do at that point? Point, because you know you're not even going to get to keep that ball. Oh, I'm keeping that ball. If it hits you know, me, it's mine. If it, it's if mine. it hits you, it, you know someone's going to be like, it bounced off him. It's mine. <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah. They're like, they're like you're there concussed. <laughs> yeah, the crowd's like chanting at you. I'm like, no, I'm keeping it. I'm yeah. keeping it. You know, I, I have seen that though um, happen where um, I watched a video where a guy, a baseball player, hit a home run. It was like his first home run, and the guy that caught the ball like threw it back to him or whatever, and so he could keep it. And then yeah. he like ended up the same guy gave him gave him a autographed bat. That's pretty sweet. I was like, oh wow, that's really cool. Because I think that would be something that I would want. Like for myself, like if I oh, hit yeah. a home run, my first home run in the major leagues, I'd want to keep that that ball. Oh yeah, like, and that's cool. You get it because not everyone's going to get like an autograph bat. It's easier to get. I feel like an autograph ball. Like you catch a foul ball at the game, and like, I I once caught a foul ball at a game, and George Foster was there signing you know, doing autographs. And I was like, well, that's kind of cool. Like he, he obviously, he's obviously retired at that point. Right. But you know, I still got, you know, it's a Cincinnati Reds ball and George Foster signed it. So I was like, that's pretty sweet. But yeah, but getting an autograph that would be, that's kind of, that's a mantelpiece right there, you know? Oh yeah. That's definitely, definitely going over like the top of something. Oh yeah. It's like going over the bar, you know? Yeah. For sure. Uh, that that way you can crack heads with style. <laughs> oh, yeah. Be like, I didn't want to take this bat out of the case, but you made me. <laughs> it's perfectly in grass and everything, you know. Yeah. So, I got some more news, though. Just uh, purchases I made over the weekend. Okay. Well, is this, is this for like the self improvement, or well, is this like Christmas or you know? I wouldn't say either self improvement, but I will say it will make my life a lot easier. I I purchased a power washer. A power washer. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like it's been about time. Like I wash my car at home. I'm tired of like just getting the hose out and the brush and everything. Plus, it's like I can finally wash the side of the house now, do the siding. Right. right. And the biggest reason I got it, it was for the boat. Okay. There you, you go. Know? So I don't have to like scrub the carpet or anything or, you know, try to scrub the outside. I was just like, you know what? I'm just power washing it. I'm power washing everything. I'm going to go crazy just power washing everything. Yeah. I think having a power washer. Um, on deck is is always like an important um, tool. I think I think having a power washer is just as important as having an air compressor. Oh yeah, like if you if you have a garage or like you're just, I think it's almost like an at home. You almost want like almost like a household hot item. You know, right? It just makes right. life easier. Yeah, one hundred percent. 
100%. All right, guys. Well, that is all the time that we have for this week. Uh, But until next week, y'all be safe. all the time we have today thanks for joining us and we hope to see you next week until then stay frosty